to be filled with the wheel. beginning there was nothing. Although the statement is true for the beginning of the world, is it necessarily true for poetry? What's up everybody? Welcome to Rhymes and Poetry right here on Active FM. You are here with your girl Nalzi Lee and Cynthia aka Geeks. Hi everybody. Okay so Cynthia where where does Geeks come from? We we are interested to find out where this comes from. So well um, my little brother when he was like one or two, um, he couldn't say my full name so he couldn't say Cynthia. But he would say a specific name. I'm not going to say that name. It's very embarrassing. <laughs> but um, my family started calling me Geeks after that. And it just stuck through it. And I'm like, hey, I'm just going to use that hey, for everything. So it's my AKA, Geeks. Okay, so I know everybody now wants to know what he used to call her, guys. So just comment below and she'll, she's sure to reply and tell us what he used to call her. But what are we going to be speaking about today, Cynthia? So this week, we are speaking about the beginning of poetry. Yes. Okay. So I'm excited to find out where this all began. I mean, we all do poetry and we all like poetry, but like, where did it all begin? Right? Nolene, do you want to explain to us what poetry is? Yes. Okay. So before we begin, we're just going to go into a quick definition of poetry. So poetry is defined as literary work in which the expression of feelings and ideas is given intensity by the use of distinctive style and rhythm. Poems collectively are a genre of literature. So very interesting. That is interesting. I mean, we've always said poetry and we've always known what poetry is, but we've never really known the definition of poetry. Yeah, and a lot of us do actually express our feelings through poetry, but just the word intensity there where it's given like life you know no, you yeah. can describe things like you can say that thing is blue but then in poetry you add like emotion and feeling to it and then all of a sudden your mind literally can just picture what you're yeah, speaking yeah, about yeah. so that is that is just really great and yeah yeah that's basically it Nolene where do you think um poetry comes from poetry this is a tough one man I mean I think we've always had poetry within us like I feel like it's deep rooted in our DNA it's deep rooted in our minds like it has always been there I just feel like we just battled to like express it you know what I mean so it's always been in our minds to like describe things in intricate ways but like just to express it was a problem where do you think it began well I think someone saw something very beautiful I mean they probably were walking past the field and just saw a flower and then felt emotion come out of it and decided (laughs) you know what I need to write about this flower and became began to personify the flower and express it and then people are like oh my gosh that is a new way of speaking so like I mean if you look at this Shakespearean time they spoke in poems man I yeah. wish I was in that time I yeah. Mean, yeah. thou art be a Nolene or something right <laughs> and it sounds so cool it's it just does. like yeah. you are Nolene and it's like no that is not how we speak anymore that is not how it is <laughs> yeah so yeah so that's okay so we're gonna look into where it really began because we all have ideas of where poetry began and what poetry is so if you stay tuned we're just gonna take a short break and we'll be right back after this speaking about the beginning of poetry we have an awesome poem coming up um in the last section of the show it is gonna be off the chain stay tuned what's up everybody this is lily million and you're listening to active fm christ music is hot music Get your tambourines out. Every knee, I surrender. Hey, y'all. Get a blaze by active worship today. Contact us for more info on www.activefm.co.za. Yeah. Can't do it with the sauce. Hey, yo. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I 
been making real moves. Yeah. I think I found my groove. Yeah. Gotta wake up early. Early. I can never hit snooze. Snooze. Talking to the man. Man. I need a master plan. Plan. Tired brother kind of vibe. Hallelujah. Yeah. 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 I've been cooking in the kitchen. Christ music, that's the mission. Yeah. Sight is really change your vision. Yeah. See me feel that's what you wish it. New yeah. level, I am different. But uh. we all guys, children. Yeah. Man, we lit from the flow to the ceiling. Hey. Came through with the sauce, sauce. Backed up by the boss, boss. Shine bright for the lost, lost. Then I point him to the cross, point him. Ooh, we, that's a gift. Yeah. Picked up like a lift, lift. Christ rose, not a myth. Now I got the keys like a locksmith. I am counting all these blessings. God providing, never stressing. I can never second guess a mess. Yeah. A lesson in the testing, so I guess we doing well. Pour the sauce on jingle bells. Santa Claus is a fairy tale. The real meaning of the season is about Christ. Okay. Left his throne for some rags with a sack. Sacrifice. Yeah, he shines bright, brighter than your Christmas lights. Got a list, check it twice. Ain't no rain, these flying at night. Hey, holy, holy is the Lamb. Hey, yeah, he's the great I am. Hey, yeah, he's alive. We doing well on the mountain. I'ma yell, pour yeah. the sauce on jingle bells. Hey, yeah, holy, holy is the Lamb. Hey, yeah, he's the great I am. Hey, okay. He's alive, he's doing well On the mountain, I'ma yell Pour yeah, the sauce yeah, 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 yeah. hey. Let me tell you about Christ. Christ Without his birth, we would never have life Last man found him sleeping in the night And the, the savior night. is here Bet that was an awesome sight Yeah, yeah, yeah He's alive and he handing out gifts, gifts. Pool of blood, I suggest you take a dip Take a dip. Living water, you should go and take a sip Sink a sip in this thing Why you walking like a crib? Yeah, yeah. Jesus lived and he died on the cross okay. Rose with all power in his hands like a boss Like he ain't no Rick Ross Man, that ain't a coin toss Spin the world in his palms He ain't even got a floss Yeah Wake up, get yeah, thanks, thanks. Thank God for my life. Like, thank God for my wife. Wife. Ooh, we she fine. Fine. Still in my prime. Yeah. Christ on his grind. Right. You can never rush. Good things take time. The real meaning of the season is about Christ. Yeah. Left his throne for some rags with a sacrifice. sacrifice. He shines bright, brighter than your Christmas lights. Like a list, check it twice. Ain't no rain this yeah, 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 yeah. Hey. Holy, holy is the lamb. Hey, yeah. He's the great I am, hey, hey. He's alive, we doing well. On the mountain, I'ma yell. Pour the sauce on jingle bells, hey. Holy, holy is the lamb, hey. Holy, holy. He's the great I am, hey. He's alive, we doing well. On the mountain, I'ma yell. Pour the sauce on jingle bells, hey. Holy, holy is the lamb, hey. Holy, holy. He's the great I am, hey. He's alive, we doing well On the mountain, I'ma yell Pour the sauce on Jingle Bells, yeah
and and or a a b b like they just rhyme at the last word always rhymes in a sonnet and um okay so before we move into the more modern poetic forms it is important to consider restoration poetry of the 17th century and the satirical verses of john dryden and alexander pope i remember alexander pope his poems are very deep man yeah like really deep yeah but i've never heard of restoration poetry it's actually my first time actually hearing what restoration poetry is I think we should we should actually go and see what it is and then yeah next week speak about it restoration poetry okay yeah, guys yeah, definitely. next week next week we're going to be speaking about restoration poetry it is going to be off the chain but now when you think of um poetry's beginnings we're drawn to work uh we're drawn to the work of notable romantic poems like you said i mean yeah. when you think of poetry you just think of roses are red right right i love you and <laughs> Uh, um, or, to, or to the American fireside poet who responded to the work of those British writers, which are usually activism poems and stuff like that. Like Martin Luther, he actually wrote activism poetry and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, reusing old forms and creating new ones. Yet, by the 20th and the 21st centuries, modernism and the waves of of change brought about by our world because of war also influenced poetry. Really, resulting in works by poets with distinct voices who came to enjoy global circulation. So I think this means that um, poetry was never that a big thing. You know, it was that thing that you just wrote by yourself, or if it was Shakespeare, he did it because of plays and stuff like that. But it wasn't um, something that that you you'd call a career or something like that. Yeah, because uh, often even with where most poets begin, if you actually ask most poets, they begin off by writing their feelings down. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. I remember I started writing like that, where I'd actually write it and throw it away or write it and burn it or something yes, like that. Yes. We actually don't think of it as something that can actually be big or something yeah. that can actually be used. Okay, so who do you think wrote the first work of poetry? So actually the earliest poem discovered, which is like the first poem, the first poem ever discovered by archaeologists is known as the Epic of Gilgamesh, dating back to the 18th century BC, consistent of Sumerian poems. This guy was a samurai man. He was epic. Yeah. He, really epic. So Gilgamesh was the first guy who actually inspired poetry. This is actually weird how... Don't you think it's weird how, as humanity, we always look at that person to idolize? I mean, this is BC, so this is before Christ. So they they were looking for that one person that yeah. was doing good or that was doing great. And that not that what we do yeah. usually? So do you think he even knew he was writing a poem? No, I don't think he knew he was writing a poem. I think uh, he thought he was writing a biography of the guy's life. Yeah. And obviously because uh, this guy inspired him, I think he was emotive in writing. Yeah. And through that, it became poetry. So now, uh, we've been talking about the beginning of poetry and we said sonnets. We said words like sonnets and, and restorative poetry and, yeah. and, and stuff. So Nolin, what are the different forms of poetry? So, um, obviously we have a sonnet, which is a short rhyming poem with 14 lines, right? Mm -hmm. Originally, sonnet forms were invented in the 13th and 14th century, as we've said, um, by Dante and an Italian philosopher named Francisco Petrarch. So, um, basically, um, sonnets are short poems with 14 lines and more Many poets use it actually, yeah. like Shakespeare's poems. Uh, many people don't know this, but Shakespeare's poems are actually sonnets. Yeah. So we read these poems and we're like, what was he saying? But if you actually look at the poem and the style and the form, it's actually a sonnet. Yeah. And then the second one, what was the second one? We have limerick poems. Yeah. I've never heard of limerick poems before, but yeah. a limerick poem is a five line witty poem with distinctive rhythm. The first. First, second, and fifth lines, the longer lines rhyme. The third and fourth shorter lines rhyme. So it would be A, A, B, B, A. Okay, I've, I don't think I've ever read one of these. So this is one of those poems where if you want to feel witty or, or uh, you know when you're angry? Yeah. And then you want to write a poem? Yeah. And you just write that. But then at the, but for the difference with this and a normal freestyle poem, which you're going to speak about later, is um, that the ending... The ending, so the it's a um, it's a five it's five lines, and it's uh, the first three and the last line rhyme, and then the what's this? No, the first two and the last line rhyme, and then the the the, the middle two are the ones that rhyme. 
Okay, so um, would this be where most sayings come from? Because I know people Probably, like yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's we should look for a few. That's very interesting. Then we have haiku poetry, and this is an ancient form of poetry. It's writ, uh, it's renowned for its small size as well as precise punctuation and syllables needed on its three lines. It's an ancient Asian origin. Haikus are composed of three lines, each each a phrase. The first line typically has five syllables, second line has seven, and the third and last line repeats another five syllables. In addition, there is a seasonal reference included. So this is an ancient form of writing. Yeah. Also like sayings and stuff like that. Um, this is very specific. I don't know if I'd be able to write this. Like, yeah. it, it, it is too specific. And um, I feel like it, this poem would be really awesome. I, I want, yeah. yeah. I think it would be deep. It would yeah, be. Like really deep. Yeah. And you would think, oh my gosh. I Just three lines and it knocks you out. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really, that's yeah. a really awesome type of poetry. And then we have narrative poetry, which a narrative poem tells a story of an event in the form of a poem. So there's a strong sense of narration, characters, and a plot. So obviously this would differ from like actually writing a normal story, because obviously there's still that sense of poetry in it. There's still that sense of personification and metaphors and everything. But it's basically just, yeah, narrative. And then we have a couplet where two lines of the verse which rhyme and form a unit alone or as a part of a poem so this is just two lines i mean if you're writing two line poetry you're on another level like or you can also find it in poetry so yeah that's a couplet and then we have free verse poetry which free verse poetry um is basically where it does not follow any rules so this is like this is this is levels it does not follow any of the other rules obviously stated by poetry so the creation is completely in the hands of the author rhyming syllables counts punctuation the number of lines you name it the stanzas, is everything like there is no set uh, rules for this poetry yeah. so there's no right or wrong way to write free verse poetry and i feel like that's where all of us start because obviously it's hard to stick to rules of poetry yeah, yeah. so we just free writing just okay i want mine to be 15 lines i want to consist of this and i feel like this yeah so um which one is yours which one do you write Whew. now that i've heard all of these poems i feel like i should just write all right <laughs> <laughs> but um i think the style of poetry that i write mostly is freestyle and narrative yeah because in a lot of the poems that i write and stuff it all usually takes a place in the in an, a place that yeah makes sense it takes yeah. place in in an there's, there's a scene yeah. there's a person yeah. there's something but I also do a lot of personification so it's yeah. a lot of free uh, free verse where I don't rhyme I, I for some reason I don't feel like rhyming is is for me I just don't want to rhyme right. like I'm cheating right. if I rhyme and yeah. stuff like that. so I prefer to do free verse poetry and narrative yeah and Jules? Um, I would say I would say the same so mostly it's uh, the narrative poetry because I feel for myself um, there's so many stories in my head that I just want to tell and yeah. um, in order to tell them I feel like I can use metaphors and I can I can like just change everything and just tell the story so it is a story there's a plot there's everything and um, basically I just take it home by um, just adding in the metaphors and all of that stuff yeah so I'd say narrative for myself yeah. and later on so when we're closing off we're actually gonna say a, a poem that we wrote together and that is a free verse poem yeah it is a free yeah, they, verse there poem. is rhyming and there is there are you know a little bit of there's a little bit of everything actually yeah, there is. but it's more of a free verse because we just decided we're just gonna write write the poem that, exactly. <laughs> yeah so have you ever heard so we know of all these circular poets uh, we know uh, poets that that writes circular poetry like Shakespeare yeah. about love and if you read a lot of po- poetry and if you, if you ask about poetry it's all about love and 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 things of this world just then but yeah. have you ever heard of Christian poetry funny enough I always wrote poetry like from when I can remember yeah. um, I wrote poetry and I actually did not know anything about Christian poetry yeah. until recently actually when uh, Obviously, in church, we were asked to write poetry, and I was like, 
I was shocked at first. Yeah, Instantly, yeah, yeah. I was shocked because I know the poetry I'd write would be personal to myself and in my head and uh, what I'm seeing in the situation. Yeah. But now to write something about Christ, in the beginning, I was actually very scared because I was like, okay, I don't even know how to write. Is this yeah. even going to be a poem? Should I start quoting Bible verses in it? You know, <laughs> does that then become a speech? Um, but yeah, I recently heard of it. So tell us more about it. So um, I, I was also the same with Nolene when I first came. I also used to just write um, personal poems. I mean, I used to write poems for myself, so no one would really know my poetry yeah. and stuff. And then this one time, I was put on in the hot seat, and I was like, write a poem. I'm like, but I've never written Christian poetry. And and you actually find that it's almost the same as secular poetry because it is personal. But now it's that pers- the, the, your personal relationship with God, and yeah. it's that personal relationship you have with. What, it's just that you know that feeling, man. You know, yeah. what, you can express what you feel as a Christian. Yeah. And stuff. So it it is Bible verses because you, you you live your life with with based on what the Bible says. So eventually, when you write, you will quote things from the Bible. But yeah. then it's mostly because it, you mostly write about your personal relationship with God and stuff like that. And then there's this movement that I follow. It's they're amazing. They're awesome. They're called Passion for Christ movement. Yeah. And then they actually speak. They're actually Christian poets. And it's they 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 well known. They're amazing. Their poems are crazy, and they basically started a movement where now they will put Christian poetry out there yeah. because Christian poetry is not really known. People yeah. don't really know Christian poets, yeah. but they actually put Christian po- poetry out there. Someone like Maya Angelou was actually a Christian poet. Mm. I didn't know that. I just I thought really that she was just that. an activist poet. Poet, you know, she just wrote poetry because she felt like it. But she was actually a Christian poet. One of my favorite poems is actually uh, by a guy and his wife, where they actually speak about Adam and Eve. Yeah, and, and the, the, his wife is actually pregnant in this time. It's so cool being married to a poet. I th- I feel like they just speak poetry, like they wake up and it's right. poetry and stuff. But she's pregnant at that time, and they they, they have this poem about Adam and Eve. So they, uh, it was it was narrative mm. basically, and they were speaking to each other as if he was Adam and she was Eve, and they were speaking to each other and going through this whole thing. Basically, the scene takes place after God has, you know, um, God. God basically cursed them because of eating the fruits and stuff like that. Yeah. And then there's just this emotion in it and stuff. And there's actually so much more emotion in Christian poetry because now it's something personal. And, you, and you're speaking about how you came out of the situation and how you can actually, um, how you bring it to life and stuff like that. So Christian poetry is actually amazing and it's deep. And I feel it, it makes you feel better afterwards. Yeah, I feel, I feel so too. I feel like um, with most poetry, um, I feel like when we do write poetry because i'd also see with the stuff i used to write when i was in a place where i was depressed i'd write the poetry and like a person reading the poem does not find hope from it yeah so yeah. basically it's just describing the situation you in there's no resolution yeah. whereas with christian po- poetry i love it because there's resolution and also there's there's a sense of hope yeah and also like when we um speaking about uh stuff from the bible and all of that it helps you understand it in a way that you never looked at it before so i think i think christian poetry should should really be the biggest thing right now it should be like everywhere like we should be reading christian poetry because it's also another form of preaching but obviously it appeals to people more because of the personification and and that's why it's called spoken word yeah whenever you hear um i'm about to do spoken word that is basically christian poetry yeah doesn't have to be like um genesis 5 verse 3 says no, it's you know it's yeah it's poetry it's and the it's Bible. If you read it, oh my gosh, Solomon, King Solomon was a poet. Yeah, I mean he's he's and David as well. Yeah. David actually was a poet. I think. I would love to say in the Old Testament, poetry started there yeah, and yeah. not epic poetry. <laughs> I feel like God deposited it into there. But then if you read it, it is epic. Yeah. Because they, they express battles and they express uh, uh, um, heroes and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, I mean, if you read the Songs of Solomon, man, that's some real romantic poems. That right? is, that, <laughs> that is better than Roses Are Red. Like, listen, if you need poetry right now, you need to write, you need to read, uh, read that because that is really amazing. Yeah. It's really awesome. So we are about to go into a break. Yes, we are. And we'll then, be right back. And then when we come back, we are saying our poem. It's called In the Beginning. And yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. 
Christ music is hot music.
everybody, you are tuned into Rhymes and Poetry with Nosy Lee and Cynthia, aka What's Giggs. Up? Yeah. For those of you who have just tuned in, we've been talking about uh, the or- origin of poetry, so where poetry came from, and we've also spoken about the different types of poetry. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah, it's been very interesting. You should download the show and listen to it. Send it out to all your peers. It's, it's an awesome show. Anyway, we are about to say a poem that we wrote together. Yes. And it's called In the Beginning. So yeah, listen in and I hope you guys like it. In the beginning, there was nothing. Darkness, void, emptiness. Then God said, Yes, he sent the living word. Let there be light. The beginning of time, genesis of humanity. And there there was. Piercing through the darkness, breaking down the voidness, filling up emptiness. Light. Sculpted and molded within his light. Perfection, pure humanity. The The sons of light. Lived in eternity until a whisper. A soft-spoken word. The enemy. Perfection turned into... Did he really say? Prideful confusion banished from Eden, all from the desire of freedom. Forever lost, a crack in the vast reality, the light was gone. Darkness began to creep in again, voidness began to build up again, until there was nothing. Emptiness, void, darkness, driving the pure to madness, instilling pain and sadness, from sons to orphans, perfect no longer, led astray, limited sight, the light was lost. The mission begins, in pursuit, confusion, delusion, a king is the solution, intrusion, intrusion, the enemy whispers, a veiled illusion, exclusion, they're losing, split seas, exodus begins, but wait, who's ruling, idols, introduced, destroyed, misused, the light, once bright, out of fright, diffused, infused with hope, the law is brought, the promise of a new creation, the edge of an inheritance, yet the road to reconciliation, between God and humanity has been deemed uneasy. From king to king to find this light leads to Babylonia, lamentations of desolation. Is it too late then? Then, piercing sound is formed. Could there be hope for humanity? A cry of a newborn, a new testament. The silence is broken. Then Christ said, the Savior has spoken. Wisdom reawoken. It is finished. Orphans adopted, a spark reignited, perfection fulfilling the vision, mission accepted, pure humanity once again, sons of light. So that is our in the beginning poem and we're just going to explain to you what the the inspiration behind this poem is and why we wrote this poem. So we're going to explain to you stanza by stanza and yeah. Okay, so basically, in the beginning there was nothing. Darkness, void, emptiness. Then God said, yes, he sent the living word, let there be light. The beginning of time, genesis of humanity. And that was our poem called In the Beginning. And what we're going to do now, we're just quickly going to explain and, and discuss the inspiration behind this poem. Yeah, so in the beginning there was nothing, darkness, void, emptiness. Then God said, yes, he sent the living word, let there be light, the beginning of time, genesis of humanity. So quite literally speaking, this is basically just speaking about the beginning of time. I mean, there was nothing. We know that there was nothing. It was just space. It was dark. It was, you could imagine how empty it was. It was void. And then God said... And this is really amazing how it says God said because we all know that he 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 didn't have to say anything to create the universe. He could have just created it without yeah, saying yeah. anything. But he said something to bring the word element into our yeah, lives. Yeah. And um, it says he sent the living word. Yes, yes, yes right. And um, it says uh, the beginning of time. So when God spoke, he created time. So he is in the beginning of time. He is in the end of time. He is, he is. In time, he is time. So, um, so it says Genesis of humanity, and basically that is where we were created and where we came from. And so the second stanza says, and there there was piercing through the darkness, breaking down voidness, filling up emptiness, light, sculpted and molded within this light, perfection, pure humanity, the sons of light. So what the stanza basically basically speaks about is that once God said let there be light yeah uh, it came about uh, Christ Christ the Bible speaks about the fact that Christ is a living word and Christ went through us and it, it sculpted and it pierced it broke down darkness yeah it was it, it, it broke down voidness it filled up emptiness 
and so that there could be light and we were sculpted. the bible speaks about the fact that god said let us make uh, a man in, in our image and stuff so we were sculpted and molded within so meaning that we were sculpted and molded in the light of christ yeah and and we were pure we were perfect you know we were god's creation man. yeah and that's and we were the sons of light that's what it is basically Okay, so now it says, lived in eternity until a whisper, a soft-spoken word, the enemy. Perfection turned into, did he really say? Prideful confusion banished from Eden, all from the desire of freedom. So it speaks about lived in eternity. And I feel like um, when we wrote this, lived in eternity is basically where in the beginning, man was not meant to perish. So when God created Adam and and Eve, there was no death. Before, obviously, the enemy who was the devil, who did not want uh, uh, beings that were made in God's image Mm. because he, he, he always wanted to be high above in authority. And then when he heard about the beings that would be created in God's image he did not want this so he he whispered into Eve's ear about the apple and we see this in the garden of yeah. Eden uh, where um, he 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 turns he turns her away from God yeah. by telling her that God is basically has been deceiving her and that if she eats from the fruit that she will become like him mm-hmm. and I feel like um, the prideful confusion is where she's thinking then why can I not be like God? Yeah, yeah, I want to be like God. So now her pride kicks in because what God has given her is not enough for her. Now she wants more. And that's where the prideful confusion comes from. And the banished from Eden is basically when when obviously the sin had happened now and they'd eaten the apple and they were banished from the Garden of Eden. And then it says all from a desire of freedom. And basically they had freedom, if we actually think about it. And they didn't know they had freedom. They thought they were being confined. And when the enemy whispered that lie, they thought that they'd get freedom from eating the fruit. But all it brought was a separation from God. Exactly, that's exactly that. And then we carry on and say, forever lost, a crack in the vast reality, the light was gone. Darkness began to creep in again. Voidness began to build up again until there was nothing. And when we're writing this, it was just that whole thing of, you know, once we lose our freedom, we become, we, we become there, if that's the word. Yeah. We become there. Yeah. And that's what happened with Adam and Eve in the garden. They started blaming each other. Yeah. They started, uh, the son killed the other son. Why? Because darkness crept in mm. when there's no light we were we were molded in that light and because of the the lie that was told to us uh was told to them and stuff like that we they, they lost it yeah they lost that the light got dimmer mm. and because the light when light gets dimmer it gets darker yeah so what's this um the darkness crept in and because there was darkness there was voidness because when you're in a dark room you don't see anything you just yeah. see oh my gosh um oh, oh my gosh i don't see and and uh, until there was nothing. Yeah. Basically, in the, the first line, the second line, it says a crack in the vast reality. In yeah. our eternity, there was a crack, so that all these things could, could could creep in. Yeah. And that's basically what where the inspiration of that came through. And then it says emptiness, void, darkness, driving the pure to madness, instilling pain and sadness from sons to. O- orphans perfect no longer led astray limited sight the light was lost so basically now we've spoken about how we were emptied um without god without the spirit of god in us we felt empty our soul was just dark and it was empty and there was not there was no hope there was no inspiration there was no light Mm -hmm. in us so that's where the emptiness void and darkness comes in again and then it says driving the pure to madness and it's crazy how it says that word pure because in the beginning we were pure we were made in the image of God and we were pure and it, it drove us to madness where now we, we were searching for this light and, and we're trying to find it and then it says instilling pain and sadness there was a lot of pain and there was a lot of hurt and a lot of things that happened after the fall of man and um, basically that's what happens and from sons to orphans we were children of God and then we were separated from God yeah. through that sin of the apple so Adam and Eve were separated from God through that sin of eating the apple and they were led astray so um, they had limited sight. I mean, uh, you just spoke about this now, where when you're in the dark, you you, you literally yeah, you we, can't see. You can't see anything. Like your sight becomes limited to 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 literally nothing. Um, and then um, it says the light was lost. So that's when the light was taken, and it was it it it, it we were just filled with darkness and yeah, yeah basically. 
And then we currently say the mission begins in pursuit, confusion, delusion, a king is a solution, intrusion, intrusion, uh, the enemy whispers, a veiled illusion, a veiled illusion. Yeah. So what this basically speaks about is that now, because we knew, you know, we have that thing in of our, inside of us. Even Adam and Eve had that thing inside of them. Cain yeah. actually had that thing where he knows that I'm separated from something, man. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. something that I, 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 I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to feel whole and I don't feel whole. So now what we did is that we started searching for this. Yeah. If you look in the modern times, we search for it in all these different things. We search for it in guys. We search for it in... in, in in, in, in relationships and friendships and stuff like that, but we never find it. Yeah. So what's this? We decide, we, we look, we become confused when things don't work out. We're like, I know this is supposed to be happening, and but it's not yeah. happening. So there's this confusion, and then we decide a king is a solution. Yeah. If you read in the Bible, the Israelites decided they wanted a king because they they had lost that connection with God. Yeah. Do you understand? They'd lost their connection with God, and... Um, we basically do that because we lose our connection with God. We decide to place a king over our lives because yeah. we need rulership. Yeah. So we'll make money our king. We'll make relationships our king. Yeah. We'll make anything that is above us our kings. But then the thing is that it's an intrusion. Yeah. Just that eventually that thing starts intruding in our lives. That yeah. that thing starts um, um, leading us astray and stuff like that. And uh, it's a veiled illusion. That's basically what it is. It's an illusion of happiness. Yeah. It's an illusion of what we want to have yeah. and stuff. Okay, so then it says exclusion. They're losing. Split seas. Exodus begins. But wait, who's ruling? Yeah. So what we were saying here is um uh where we say exclusion is obviously from where we excluded um from from the from the promises and the blessings of god yeah. and we living in a place of misery where we're trying to bless ourselves through all these worldly things and we're trying to uh find these things uh, yeah. to try to bless ourselves because we've been excluded and then it says they're losing so many of us always uh, have this thing right now where we say I feel like I'm losing but yeah, I don't know yeah. why it and, <laughs> and it is very true because the more you think you're winning in the world when you find love in the world and you find happiness in the world and you think you're winning because you're successful and you're rich and and it's always inside you where you yeah. feel like you're losing mm. even though everything is going so well you still feel like you're losing and that basically comes from the fact that because we were made in the image of God it is in our image yeah. to actually have more than just worldly things it yeah. isn't our image to do more than just what the world does yeah yeah so basically that's what that is speaking about and then uh it says idols introduced destroyed misused the light once bright are afraid diffused so now what happens is that we we just become meh <laughs> i know yes, this is yeah i'm using the word but that's it we become meh because now we start idolizing all these things yeah we've even created a show called idols right and stuff. <laughs> idolizing these things and then one moment we love we love it says introduced destroyed misused yeah. so one moment we'll love the celebrity the next moment the celebrity does something so we don't like that celebrity now we want to go to that yeah, celebrity definitely, yeah. and we start misusing money people say the root of all evil is money which is not what it is yeah it's the love of money yeah so now we misuse money yeah and we misuse all these things we we use each other yeah as, as friends as and in relationships we use each other and, and because of that, our, our light becomes diffused. You know, like I said, when we were explaining earlier on, is that we were actually, the light got dimmer. And the more we, we put God out, we, we pushed God away, the, 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 the dimmer it became and eventually it just diffused. Yeah, um, definitely. And then it says, um, infused with hope, the law is brought, the promise of a new creation, the edge of an inheritance, yet the road... Uh, to reconciliation between God and humanity has been deemed uneasy. From king to king to find this light leads to Babylonia. Lamentations of desolation. Is it too late then? So basically, um, uh, uh, this part is speaking about the hope that was brought into the world, which is Jesus. So um, uh, the edge of an inheritance, uh, 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 where we have the inheritance through Jesus, and then it's, it's, it's the road to reconciliation, where we're trying to reconcile with God. And, and now, okay, we found the right route. Now the route is Jesus. The only door to God is Jesus. But now how do we now reconcile yeah. with him? Um, and then it says... Um, it's been deemed uneasy because many people think it's uneasy and in our lives we usually look at it
sudden I'm not like, oh, I can't go back to God because I've done this. Or I can't go back to God this way. I want to do it my own way. And people think it's uneasy when it's actually not. It says... Limitations of desolation. Yes. And then it asks the question, is it too late then? And... I honestly feel like it's never too late. Never too late, no. It is never too late. We often feel like I've gone this far in my life, my life is almost over. Mm-hmm. It's too late to go back to God and it's never too late. Then we carry on, which is the last two stanzas where it says, Then piercing sound is formed, could there be hope for humanity? The cry of a newborn, a new testament, the silence is broken, then Christ say, The Savior has spoken, wisdom reawoken, it is finished. And this basically speaks about, like she said, Christ came into the world. He taught us. He he led us and stuff like that. And then he eventually died on the cross for us. And it was his cry. A cry as when he was born. And the cry, it is finished at the cross. Yeah. You know, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? And the seven places that he shed his mm. blood so that we could be made new. Mm. You said it's hope for humanity. There yeah. is hope. The silence that was there when we were sad is actually broken. And then it says orphans adopted, a spark reignited, perfection, fulfilling the vision, mission accepted, pure humanity, once again, sons of light. So this happens after the the reconciliation, after we've accepted Christ, after we've accepted his sacrifice, and obviously then we come back to God. And where we were orphans, where you saw in the beginning of the poem, we were orphans. Now we have been brought back into this relationship with God. We've been reconciled, and now we can call ourselves sons and daughters of Christ again. And we have the light in us the voidness is gone the emptiness is gone he has filled us with the spirit he has filled us with hope he has filled us with love and he has filled us with light and how amazing is that right it's like it's just it's hope you know it's that thing where you can now live for eternity again yeah yeah so definitely so that's basically the poem and uh we are just gonna take a short break i know it's a lot to take in uh so we're just gonna leave you guys for a few seconds we'll be right back after this yeah Rapid Trade is passionate about mobility and solutions that make a difference in your business. From mobile sales and sales management to van sales and proof of delivery. For, For a, a demo, demo, call Rapid, Rapid Trade at 011-493-9755. Rapid, Rapid Trade. Trade. Ahead of the game. Welcome back, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the break. You're sitting here with Nozi Lee and Cynthia K. What's up, everybody? So we've spoken about the beginning of poetry. We've spoken about um, uh, 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 how it, 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 it was shaped and how it was formed. You've spoken about the different forms of poetry. And it's been an amazing show, hasn't it? Has, it, has. it has. It's been enlightening as well. Yeah. And we did our poetry and we explained it to you. And it's been really awesome. Next week, we're going to be speaking about the beginning of rap. It is going to be two amazing you need to you need to catch that make sure you don't miss it i'm signing out this is nalzi lee and cynthia aka geeks yeah this was rhymes and poetry tune in next week and don't forget to go to our facebook page active fm triple seven and on instagram at active fm triple seven follow like share comment tell us what you thought about the show and we'll see you next week peace out You're tuned into Active FM. Get your tambourines out, play those strings and shout loud, we have much to celebrate Shout that shout of victory Play those drums and hit those keys We're holding nothing back Praise the Lord This is the
told you know it. If favorite closing is broken, kinda like defending your computer space from Trojans. When your rap is hosting and porn sites is open, it's like an open grave and invitation commotion. Switch your place for devotion, you're embracing your organs. Clutch your heart, peace, cause your soul is facing corrosion. Fighting an opponent invisible to your notions. Call the bomb squad, you're about to face an explosion. Clack, clack, pull the pin and watch it spread fast. Kinda like gangrene, I'm confident of trespass. Call it karma like a rubber band is gonna stretch back. All your priorities full of crap, no x slack Get it right, man, what goes around comes around. You treating people like this isn't earth, you're born in hell. None of us got it made living in a fairy tale. But there's a wisdom that we have, so we up a veil. All of us throw stones in these last jobs. All of us transparent, but we act hard. All of us get tempted to the last straw. But what's it take to respond to a holy God? All of us throw stones in these last jobs. All of us transparent, but we act hard. All of us get tempted to the last straw. But what's it take to respond to a holy God? I'm guilty by association, God's creation. All the patient claims for the money they call it hating. Now I'm debating my struggle publicly. Rap for the lost in greed, mad for the lost in me. Fortunately, you sort of see myself in the mirror like a reflection of pompous. D Milo back down from the crime, yes. I'm standing tall, I'm honest as I can be. Mediation is probably more health than copping pleas from citation of modern beasts. Ha! Picasso tells the truth, transparent like a fifth of vodka. But roll harder than Regan searching a chupacabra. My shoe Borrow for a cup of sorrow. I'm drained hollow for the train of thought I'll leave tomorrow. On a mission facing decisions I done did in the past. That don't mean I don't live on a slant. I fall back on my mans. I keep it real and gully if I have to. But silence is sometimes the best attitude when we genius out the two. Yep. All of us throw stones in these last jobs. All of us transparent, but we act hard. All of us get tempted to the last straw. But what's it take to respond to a holy God? All of us us throw stones in these last jobs. All of us transparent, but we act hard. All of us get tempted to the last straw. But what's it take to respond to a holy God?